Daily Drive is brought to you by eBay Motors. Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hi everyone, I'm Steve Schmidt with Automotive News. Welcome to Daily Drive for Tuesday, October 19th. Yesterday, the Federal Reserve released September figures for industrial production and capacity utilization in the United States. Among the key points outlined in the release were, quote, the index for consumer goods fell 1.9 percent, with large declines in durables, particularly automotive products, and in consumer energy products, end quote. And, quote, production of durable goods decreased 0.5 percent in September, with a drop of 7.2 percent for motor vehicles and parts, end quote. Certainly not surprising as automakers and suppliers continue to navigate the chip shortage and other supply chain and production disruptions. Jeff Schuster, president of Global Vehicle Forecasting at LMC Automotive, says sales will likely rise in 2022, but those shortages coupled with labor and logistics constraints are likely to continue well into next year. He and the team at LMC forecast U.S. new vehicle sales for 2021 will come in around 15 million units and grow to 15.7 million units in 2022. A return to pre-COVID levels is not expected until mid-decade. Jeff, as a result of constrained inventories, sees a new normal of day supply in the future, which may also result in some consumers increasingly buying vehicles like they do in Europe, where they order the vehicle they want and wait until it's manufactured and delivered, which he says may also have an impact on how dealers work with consumers. What else does Schuster and the team at LMC forecast for 2022 and beyond? What is the new normal of inventory in the future? And what headwinds will automakers and suppliers need to navigate in the year ahead? We've reached Jeff Schuster, president and global vehicle forecasting at LMC Automotive, in his home office outside of Detroit. Jeff, thanks so much for joining me today on Daily Drive. How are you? I'm doing well, and thanks for having me. Absolutely thrilled to have you back. Very insightful story in this week's edition on the 2022 outlook that was developed by LMC. Before we dive into what's on the horizon for the coming year, why don't we start with some insight perhaps on what's left of this year? When you look at the balance of 2021, what's the rest of the year look like? Where are U.S. sales going to land to end 2021? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we we know it's been uh, quite an interesting year thus far, and, and we expect to, to see a, really a continuation of the last couple of months uh, stretch through the end of the year. Uh, so for the year itself, we're, we're looking at uh, really only marginal increases over, uh, over 2020, the pandemic-induced uh, slowdown last year. Uh, so we're looking for about 15 million units um, this year. That's that's only a 500,000 unit increase uh, from where we were a year ago. So the rest of the year, the fourth quarter, um, I I guess if there is any little bit of good news, the early indicator on October is uh, the selling rate and the volume looks a little bit stronger than what we uh, saw in September. Uh, So we're we're likely to be in the 13 million unit range uh, from a a selling rate uh, in October. And we think that that range is really what we'll hold on to for the remainder of the year. And that gets us to that 15 million for the for the total uh, 2021. 
So how does that compare with what LMC forecasts for 2022 and even beyond, maybe 23, 24, and 25? Yeah, uh, well, we are looking for a gradual return to um, to what I would say is natural demand. And natural demand right now, you know, if we didn't have an inventory shortage, um, we would have been looking at a year of 21 uh, in the 17 to 17 and a half million unit range. Uh, so we're obviously going to be well below that this year. We're going to be well below it in 2022 as well. We recently lowered our forecast uh, and, and really extended this inventory crisis that the market is in uh, through 22. Uh, so we're looking for uh, about 15.7 million units next year. Uh, so obviously about 700,000 unit increase. It's just a little over 4% up from uh, from where we see this year ending. And then as we as we look a little further out, um, we think 23 gets us really close to, uh, to kind of back to those those high 16, uh, low 17. So we're at 16.8, 16.8 million for 23. And then uh, once once we get through that, we believe we're going to be back into the low 17s uh, uh, over the next couple of years beyond that. Obviously, a lot can happen between now and say 20, 2023, 2024. Uh, it will likely have some other uh, disruptions that we're not looking at uh, right now, but uh, but but the, we do think the market will get back and and return to uh, those previous levels. Can you talk about some of the trends that you and your team see that are going to drive that growth, drive getting back to what what some would say would be normal levels? Mm-hmm, absolutely, I think when you look at the, what's what's driving the that volume increase, obviously what we're sitting below uh, where demand, natural demand is uh, on the retail side. So I think it's really going to be twofold. You're looking at consumers that that maybe are out of the market right now for various reasons. One, they couldn't find a vehicle. That's a, a, an obvious one. But I think there's also some consumers that um, because pricing has increased so much. Uh, that may have been squeezed out of the market for that reason as well, or uh, maybe bought their lease out or moved into the used vehicle market uh, as well. So I think that's going to take a little bit of time to kind of work back through the system and probably uh, delayed some purchases uh, as much as a year or two. Uh, So I I think there's that natural level of retail demand or consumers buying vehicles. I think that is going to return um, with with the economy and, and kind of hold and, and and work in in concert with the economic growth that is expected over this period. I think the other side of it is uh, in an area that's been greatly depleted this year as well is the fleet business, uh, and that's everything from rental cars, uh, government, and commercial fleet. Uh, so that has been uh, essentially decimated this year as well. Uh, below, we're expecting fleet volume. Uh, which is normally around 20% of the of the total uh, market that I that I mentioned, uh, we see that only around uh, 13% this year. So again, quite a quite a big pullback on on fleet volume, under two million units. Uh, so we think that we're going to expect to see that grow and get back up into the uh, 17, 18, 20% range uh, over the next uh, three or four years. Uh, so that is also going to drive that that volume higher uh, over the over the midterm duration. So then let's look at the other side, the headwinds that automakers, suppliers and dealers are likely to encounter as they drive the this growth. What are some things that you think that they're going to have to navigate in the years ahead? Yeah, the, the the market, the recovery is certainly not without risk and without challenges. Um, I, I think 
everything that the industry is facing now uh, likely will still be there next year from a challenge standpoint. So I think, you know, you're, you're looking at obviously uh, the first and foremost, uh, you know, the pandemic isn't, uh, isn't over as much as we would like it to be. So you still have that to deal with. Uh, I think in the background, uh, your parts shortages, so not just uh, semiconductors, but certainly shortages of other parts um, through the supply chain. Uh, it's a very com- supply chain. Obviously, is very complex for for building a vehicle, and and there's a lot of potential uh, areas that could go wrong in that. And I think um, parts, um, obviously, high cost of raw materials is a potential headwind. Uh, the labor shortage, I, I think that's that's one that probably, uh, again, is going to be with us for uh, the next several months, if not longer. So I think that's uh, that's an issue driving not only automotive, but virtually every industry that you see uh, uh, right now. Um, in addition to that, you've got logistical uh, constraints, you've got driver shortages of, of haulers, uh, obviously the problems uh, that we've We've been hearing and talking about at the ports, uh, just getting vehicles and, and parts unloaded. So I think all of that is is going to be with the industry uh, well through 2022, at least at some level. It, it, it may be much better than it is right now, um, but I think there's still those those possibilities of, of, uh, of those causing uh, potential disruptions to, to both uh, supply and demand. We'll be right back with more. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. You and I both know, and many people in this industry know, that the symbiotic relationship between the manufacturing plant floor and consumer confidence, etc., those are... Those, those are so closely related. Even this week, we're talking about inflation, gas prices going higher, uh, increased costs for rental cars, et cetera. Again, you know, heading into the holidays, we've got supply chain shortages for toys and, and all sorts of things. Do you think that one point all of this is going to come together and start to really uh, pull back consumer spending, consumer confidence, et cetera? 
You know, I think there's a risk of that. Um, you, you mentioned some pretty, uh, pretty important drivers uh, that are on top of just the uh, the disruption issues that have taken place in automotive. Uh, certainly, with the economy, I think inflation is is something we all have an eye on right now, uh, as well as how these shortages are are causing a pullback in over overall economic growth. And you know, all of that, as you said, uh, is related to how consumers behave and ultimately how they spend. Uh, there has not been a shortage of uh, or desire to pull back on spending yet. Um, I think there is that risk. Certainly, as as you look at uh, weaker economic growth than was expected, it's still going to be positive. Uh, it's going to be strong uh, this year, but I think some of that, and I suppose uh, some of that growth has been pushed into 2022 and beyond. So I think from a, a stability standpoint, it's there, uh, but but certainly uh, there are some big potential impacts if we do see a, a pullback in, in confidence and, and ultimately then in spending. Um, so I think, yeah, all of those risks are, are, are in the background right now. If these things start stacking up, like you mentioned, I, I think that's uh, that could be a, a potential headwind uh, that would be hard to avoid. Let's talk about inventory. You mentioned inventories coming back. Uh, certainly, it's going to be constrained for for the next several months. I interviewed a dealer CEO last week on the show, and he articulated in his mind a new normal for inventory supply. Um, you know, much much less than traditional sixty day inventories. Is there a new normal of inventory coming? I think there is. I, I would concur with that thought. Um, I think there's a few things driving that. I think one, uh, the industry certainly realized over the, over the last uh, 18 months or so that that they can get by in, in a leaner environment than, than previously was thought. Um, you know, you have a lot of complexity across the, the trim levels, especially on the truck side of the market. So I think you're going to have some variation that, that is occur that will occur uh, across different vehicle types, but I think generally speaking, you know, maybe maybe it's going to be in the forty to fifty day range instead of that sixty to to seventy day range that tends to happen between uh, cars and trucks. As I said, pickup trucks, you tend to see a little bit more inventory there because of those trim levels. Um, you know, if we if we look at that and, and just look at, the, at creating a more efficient uh, model, um, I think that's part of the driver. But then also the idea of moving to a, a more of an ordering model as well. I think consumers are are, are getting trained uh, in purchasing a vehicle, uh, much like happens in Europe, where you don't you don't walk into a dealer and and walk away with a vehicle that's that same day. Uh, you order the vehicle, and, and eight weeks later, your vehicle's ready. So I, I think th- there's being there's some conditioning that's taking place because of the shortages. Uh, that it probably transitions us into somewhere between where we were and in the full European model. So I think we will see more ordering, uh, build to order. You can spec a vehicle out, get it exactly the way you want instead of settle for something that you know maybe you didn't want or it or the vehicle doesn't have. Um, so I think we're going to move into that that type of a, of an environment, uh, and it's probably something that then keeps pricing higher than it was and probably incentives. Uh, overall lower than they were historically speaking as well yeah i got i have to imagine as u.s consumers get conditioned and gravitate towards that order to delivery type of model 
um, sort of the role at the dealership changes as well. It, it moves away from selling. It 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 moves towards more towards a customer service, more customer experience uh, type of model, delivery model versus versus a model where you where you're selling actually selling the vehicle to to the consumer. No, that's that's exactly right. Um, you're obviously not going to be selling as as many vehicles on site, uh, but you are. Um, you're still there to really walk the walk the consumer through uh, the right vehicle. So you're going to have to have vehicles to test drive, to uh, kick the tires, essentially. And and I and I think um, the you know the the dealership experience probably changes or, or alters along along with uh, the whole process change that that likely will occur at least at some level. You know, I don't think we're going to get away from uh, from from being able to purchase a vehicle on site like that. So I don't think it's going to go away completely but i think it will it will be a different experience than than uh, what we've been used to uh, in the past can we talk a little bit about transactional pricing does this sort the the inventory shortage certainly we've seen creates higher transactional prices obviously unused more so on new when we move to or as we continue to move towards this type of order to delivery model is that transaction that pricing power going to remain for the long term yeah, I, I think it is. You know, there's I, I, there's some different examples of what how pricing could get affected with this. Um, you know, in some cases, we could see um, a, a direction where if you want the vehicle now, meaning you want the ve- a vehicle on a lot, um, you're going to pay you're going to pay a, a a premium to do that. Where, in other words, you might get a situation where if you order a vehicle, you're willing to wait. Um, you, you get a discount or a discounted price or, you know, some, some type of an incentive for you to order the vehicle and, and again, not take something out of, uh, out of current inventory. So I think we could see something like that. Um, I think in, in regardless of that or not, you're likely to see some level of pricing, uh, uh, hold. And, uh, and I don't think again, we're going to go back, uh, to where we were previously with, with incentive use. Um, I suppose you know you could get into situations where the competitive environment is fierce, and we we all know that. And if someone makes a move to try to take volume or share, then that likely will be met with another move um, from someone else. So we could see that happen, and I think we will we will see um, you know depending on levels of inventory or pockets around around the country, you could see different uses of of incentive valves being uh, turned on and off at different times, uh, given the the individual environments uh, that those markets are in. We've had announcements of some pretty big vehicle launches coming up over the next several years. Obviously, from the traditional OEMs, you've got companies like Lucid, Rivian, Tesla rolling out new models. How are all of these headwinds and opportunities going to affect those new vehicle launches? And in particular, maybe some of the EVs that are on the horizon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, unprecedented number of launches coming uh, coming ahead. Some of it was, uh, you know, effective, de- effectively delayed from the pandemic still, and, and really fulling full ramp ups of those. Uh, in some cases, were delayed as well. But I think if you look at that and look at the, you know, the transformation, as you mentioned, a lot of these are, are EVs. So there's uh, some pretty important EV launches, especially in the truck space, coming up over the next uh, several months. Uh, and I think, you know, the risks 
any of these disruptions that have been affecting the, the overall market certainly have a risk to impact a, a launch. And as you said, we know how important launches are and, and to execute and get, get a launch um, done right is a challenge in any environment. It's even more challenging when you're facing uh, disruptions, whether they're parts or, or labor shortages. Um, all of this is going to pose, I think, a, a challenge on the industry and certainly with uh, with key launches as, as we look over the next several months. Jeff, thanks so much for joining me on the Daily Drive podcast and sharing the outlook for what's left in 2021 and what we can expect in 2022. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you. Enjoyed it. That's Daily Drive for Tuesday, October 19th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And to catch up on all of our episodes of Daily Drive, go to autonews.com forward slash daily drive. As always, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.